You're listening to the YCA Podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA Podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA Podcast. We hope you enjoy. back to our 35 and under series this is the inaugural class we've got another member of this inaugural class we've got the current dc at bowling springs high school coach rashad graham Um, we're excited to have him on today he's going to go ahead and start us off with this opening kick he's going to tell us a couple things about himself you know maybe where he played ball and all of his coaching stops and where he's at currently go ahead coach all right. Um, just a little bit about myself. You know, I, I, I'm from the lower state, um, graduated from North Myrtle Beach High School and, and got to play under old Perry Woolbright. Uh, so that was kind of a, a fun thing. And, um, you know, we all kind of try to reminisce on our careers and stuff like that as coaches. And we joke with the kids a lot about um, what we did and things like that. But, you know, uh, I kind of had the, the the reverse side of that. You know, I, I had a couple injuries um, my junior and senior year, which didn't allow me to have as much of playing time and as much um, as good of a career that as I wanted to have. Um, And so, you know, it gives me a different perspective than a lot of coaches because, you know, I mean, a lot of coaches have gone on and played college ball and and all of these things. And so for me, it was kind of, you know, the opposite. And and, and I tried to go the walk-on route, but, you know, you quickly find out that that's not the 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 most desirable route. It's not. It's definitely not what you see on TV and and all of those things. So, um, you know, the injuries plagued me. But I mean, I, if I could go back, I don't say that I would change anything because it kind of made me who I am and, and and gave me the hunger and the the want to um, as far as being successful and, and helping some of these uh, young men that that young men and women that we serve um coaching wise uh once i realized that you know my playing days would be over um i got it got straight into coaching um i started at sox d high school in 2016. um i was young i was 19 uh, and i was coaching jv offensive lineman so uh that was kind of a fun time and uh just being there being young um being around some good guys that just taught me the game and, and really taught me how to be a coach and and how to quote unquote, get the butter from the duck. Um, and so, you know, <clears throat> we try to do, a, I try to do a lot of things and just be around. And we had a lot of guys on that staff that were just older guys that's been in it longer than I've been alive. And so just trying to soak up a lot of that stuff. Um, and so I was at Sox D high school for three years. Um, and then in 2019, I graduated college, well, 2018, I graduated college. Um, with my uh, degree in physical education um, and got a degree, uh, excuse me, got a job in Char- uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at Olympic High School. Um, and it's just funny how things work. I got the job, uh, moved down there, and, and I've never lived away from the beach at the time. Moved down there, and the week that I get down there, the head coach steps down and becomes an AD somewhere else. And so I'm kind of scrambling to figure out what's going to be next for me because the guy that hired me is leaving. Um, and a guy on staff ended up taking the position and, um, running with it. And, and we kind of turned that program around and, and I was around a couple more, uh, really quality guys down there and, and got to be a part of, you know, uh, an area that's a lot different than definitely when I, where I started at and, and the athletes and the competition and, um, stuff that you see there is just totally different. Um, and so I was there for a year and a half and about that time that COVID hit um, that I think that was about 2020, 2021 time. Um, I was dating my now wife um, and there was an opportunity for me to come back home to the North Myrtle beach area um, and join the staff with coach real coach, Matt real um, as linebackers and safeties coach <clears throat> did that. And, and, you know, my career kind of took off from there. Um, 
I've had various positions coaching offense and defense. Um, but you know, defense has kind of been my home and where I cut my teeth the most. Um, and then, you know, coach real gave me the reins to the JV. It's just like, Hey, it's yours. Just stay within, you know, what we do as a program and what we do defensively. And, uh, I kind of ran with it and, and, you know, he got the job at Bowling Springs last year around January and he kept dropping little, little tidbits in my ear. Like, Hey man, I need somebody in my, in my foxhole with me. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I tried to, you know, put my name in the hat for the North Myrtle job. Um, and, and that didn't work out. And, and so, you know, I was like, Hey, it's the, there at that time, we just found out Bowling Springs was going back into the, the Spartanburg region. And I was like, I mean, what's the best way to kind of see what you're made of rather than going in the region that, you know, everybody claims to be the SEC of South Carolina high school football. So, you know, uh, me and my wife kind of made the decision to go ahead and come down here and, and we're in the, in the, in the race right now to try to, you know, catch up and, and level the playing field and, and, and really uh, make the changes that need to be made here. Awesome, Coach. A couple of things spoke to me there. Um, you know, one, starting real young. I started when I was 18 myself, so I understand that. Um, something that <clears throat> I haven't been able to do is coach both sides of the ball. I've been a defensive guy myself, so that's something that really stands out in your background. Um, and also, uh, you know, Coach Real trusting you like that. You know what I mean? Um, we actually oh. coached against him and uh, Coach Willis, I think it was 2018, when we were at Berkeley, right, Coach Willis, yeah. um, they were they came yeah. to us. Yeah. And one thing that really stood out to us, I was the uh, kind of the – I'll give you all a fancy title as the defensive pass game coordinator, so I was calling it on the back end. Man, those mm -hmm. cats they had, good Lord, I was so scared that whole week. Um, we played a heck of a game um, and ended yeah. up getting the double on that one. But, you know, just seeing what Coach Reel's got as a program, I'm sure you're loving that. And – to have somebody's trust like that's awesome, you know. So you young guys, I hope you're really listening to his background. I mean, that's that's a lot of diversity, you know what I mean, in a short career. And Coach actually told us uh, right before we started that he's also the head coach of the track programs, right, Coach, uh, boys and girls. So he's got a lot on his plate, you know what I mean. Um, coach Graham, just give us uh, how old are you currently? Um, 27 right okay, now. Okay, 27. 27. He's a young buck, you know what I mean? Wow. Hey, Coach, you look like you're about 37, to be honest. <laughs> like, Dang, you got the full Coach beard. Willis. I mean, I'm saying he looks like he's, okay. you know, well-seasoned. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, not a, not, not, it's not a slight at him. I'm right. saying, no, I'm with you. I'm you with look you. like you've been in the profession for a while now, man. You well, look good. Listen, no, they they put it puts years on you, that's it, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think that's we true. can all agree with that. Um, Coach, real quick, you know, I tried to get this from Coach Lewis last week, and maybe because he's at Powdersville in 3A and we're at Hanahan, you know, maybe he didn't want to say much. But uh, kind of give us just a basic of what you guys are doing on defense as far as your scheme. Okay. Um, you know, I started my career out, and, and we all kind of have a, a thought process on, on the things that we want. And, you know, I'm coming out, and as a young gun, I'm like, you know, but I'm going to pressure and I'm going to do all these different things. Uh -huh. And he's books and I'm going to play man behind it. Um, and then you get the title and then it's like, well, you know, this bust that's on me. So, you know, I've, I've been around some really good coaches, um, but just to kind of to cut it short, um, we're mainly a, a four down front. Um, we run a lot of uh, four two five uh, split field coverage um, type stuff on the back end. Um, we also do a little bit of four, four, but it's not the old school four, four It's more of a, uh, the new wave roll down safety, uh, type look. Um, I mean, we're a zone team. Uh, we'll do a little bit about a little bit of, you know, to read and stuff like that, but we're very much true quarters and, and, and cover three. And I think if you can, you know, you prevent the big play and, and, you make the offense keep snapping the ball and, and you got something to hang your hat on. And we hound technique. Um, and, and, you know, we got a little, little bit of razzle dazzle that we keep in our pockets, but, uh, got you to. know, for the most part, yeah, for the most part, you know, 
I mean, we we play a lot of base defense, and anybody that coaches against me and all of that stuff, we're gonna play base defense this year too. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we're playing against kids, and we know they can come in today and be in their feelings, and it changes the 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 whole scheme of the defense. So you know, we just try to really preach um, playing football the right way, the fundamentals of football, and just understanding you know, down in distance and, and things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha, Coach. Hey, uh, hey Coach. Uh-oh. So, my bad, Coach Fields. Just just real quick, I'm, I'm kind of here for the off-script like type stuff. Um, you're, you're 27 years old. I, I kind of want to know, and, and like for the listeners, at what point did you realize that you were ready to be a defensive coordinator? Uh, Honestly speaking, and this is just me being 100% honest with you. Probably year two, I felt like I was ready. Now, with that being said, um, as time went on, you know, I, I, I got around a lot of different coaches and you kind of get your medicine a little bit and you kind of see different things like different perspectives. And kind of like I was saying earlier, you know, coming into it, I know now if I would have been a DC during that time, no chance I would have made it just because of the the thought processes I had at the time. And, you know, I was around a guy early on um, that was really good and, and did a lot of exotic things. And one of the best things that happened in my career was when I went to Charlotte Olympic High School, I was around a defensive coordinator that was the exact opposite. He was like, Coach, we're going to play quarters and we're going to play cover three. I'm not, we're not going to blitz really. We're not going to play any other coverages. This is what we're doing. And I was like, coach, well, what if we they do this? Like he was very much a, we're going to align our defense to the field. That's it. Nothing else. I don't care if they go formation in the boundary. And I'm giving all these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. And he's like, coach, I don't care. Because all of the time that some of these other guys spend in installing or you know, I got to teach how to line up in this front and how to line up in that front. He's like, we're just sitting there. Our kids know how to line up every play every week because it's the exact same. Um, And so I kind of got polar opposites. And then I left Olympic and went to North Myrtle where that defensive coordinator was really, really good, but he was the opposite. He was, we have all these different tags. And so I've kind of gotten to be a part of a little bit of everything. And so you know, kind of for me is finding that balance. But I know now if I would have got a D.C. job four or five years ago, it would not have been pretty. And and even now, um, I don't know if I have it figured out. You know, it's it's still a, a work in progress. Um, I try to keep our stats and see kind of, you know, the, th- the tendencies and things that uh, we need to do better. But uh, I think – until you get in it and, and really find your your niche, you'll never really know um, when you're ready. But in my mind, I was ready five years ago. Good stuff, Coach. So let's go ahead. We'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back to our first drive. We're back with our interview with Coach Rashad Graham. Remember, he is the D.C. at Bowling Springs. He's real young, too. He's – real close i'm sure coach cromer um i didn't honestly didn't ask him how old he was that's that's on me you know we learn every podcast just like we tell these kids to learn so coach is 27 man he might be our youngest so far uh so we're gonna go ahead and continue and we're gonna ask coach what we've been asking all these guys which is a very important question who are a couple of your coaching mentors and maybe a mentor not even in coaching just in life coach Definitely. Um, you know, I kind of, I'm a, I'm a very like OCD guy and, and I compartmentalize, but you know, I have a couple guys that I, I look to a lot. Um, I mean, I, I'll start with coach real, um, just for him, you know, trusting me and, and really those years in North Myrtle, we, we really formed a tight friendship, um, for him trusting me. Cause you know, I'm, 27 years old at the time I was 26 when he called me I turned 27 during the season this past year so I was 26 and you know he reached out to me and was just like hey man 
I know you, I know what kind of coach you are. And, and just truly trusting me because me and him sat down. I was calling him like, Hey, you know, I'm not the DC from North Myrtle, like nothing against him, but you know, I have my own spin on things and how I want to call things and do things. And I tell you, no lie. He, he said, coach, I trust you. We don't need to sit down and talk scheme. I trust you. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to sit down and talk. So, you know, and he's just like, do you, um, and, and just kind of giving me that confidence and, and putting a battery in my back that, you know, he trusts me. He fully expects me, um, you know, to, to perform obviously, but also, um, he trusts that the things that I do, the way I carry myself, the way I coach, um, is, is up to the standard. And, and so I, I can never repay him. And some of the conversations that me and him have, um, would, would probably surprise a lot of people out there just because of how, you know, aware he is and, and, and he sees a lot of things. So I, I would definitely start with him. Um, there's another guy at DC at Olympic high school named Darren Hart. Um, I learned a lot from him. Um, he, 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 I talked to him probably once a week, if not more. Um, he's on our film and he, he likes to peek in and, and kind of, you know, give pointers from here and there and, and just remind me of little things. But, you know, he, he's one that I can never repay him for the knowledge that he's given me and, and just little things. I mean, little things such as, you know, it's not about what you know. You can know everything in the world, but if your kids don't know that, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and so he's one that, I mean, I probably talk to the most, obviously, outside of Coach Real. Um, just because, you know, he's a he's a good guy for me. Um, and, and he we kind of fit scheme wise in the things that we do. Um, another guy uh, by the name of Al Hooker, um, he was a defensive coordinator at Sox Steve when I got there. Um, when it comes to organization um, and um, installs and, and having a plan for how to install things and naming things and and stuff like that i don't know if i've ever been around a guy that's more like detailed i mean practice plans plan down to the minute i mean everything's uh drill wise it has to correlate you're not going to be late on your transitions and stuff like that like every minute is going to be used every term is going to have a a, a family and, and stuff like that and i don't I don't know if I've been around a more organized guy. And so, you know, that was great for me in my career early because as I went on, it's just how I uh, kept my practices and how I, even when I was a position coach, you know, I had everything planned out to a T. So when the DC gave me, you know, I had this much indie, I wrote down everything that I was going to do drill by drill transitions, how I was going to do everything. And, how I was going to let it transition into, you know, our group or team periods. Um, and so he's a great mentor for me. And he was at North Myrtle um, when I was there too. Uh, so he wasn't a DC. He was the quarterback's coach at that time. Um, and so, you know, that, that I can never repay him for. Um, and then I have another one. Um, and he's just kind of, he was a family friend and he just so happened to coach also. Um, and so I talked to him a lot. His name's Antoine Robbins. He was at uh, Oceanside, but now he's uh, taking over the program for Atlantic Collegiate Academy or something like that up down in the Myrtle Beach area. You know, I talked to him a lot, too. He, you know, a lot of his advice is more, you know, on coaching moves and, and just different things like that. Um, and I would say last but not least, uh, Coach Woolbright. Um, I don't get to talk to him as much, but, you know, I think, early on kind of getting into the coaching world. Um, you know, I, I, I started a lot of my coaching style uh, based off of the way I was coached from him um, and, and being tough and being um, having high expectations, but also, you know, being able to remember that at the end of the day, it's a game and, and we can have fun and, and do things with those guys also. And, and I still talk to him. Uh, he'll probably say I use him now because I only call him when I when I need some job advice and stuff like that. But you know, it's kind of funny because now he's on schedule and 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 we get to 
go against them. But, you know, he's definitely one that kind of got me even wanting to be in the coaching career. Yeah, so, so Coach, like, and you're talking about guys that are, are I would assume they're older than you, obviously guys that you, you know, work for, maybe even play for. And so, like, you're part of the 35 and under academy. So kind of the next question is, why is it important for those older guys, those older coaches, to pour into younger coaches? Like, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, they've seen things and, and gone against things that, you know, that we just haven't haven't had the opportunity to. And, you know, I'm I'm in the generation of the spread offenses. And so, you know, we can figure out a million coverages to the beat trips and to, you know, do all these different things and try to, you know, disguise things and 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 play screens and all of this. But then, you know, you get TL Hannah on your schedule and you get punched in the mouth and you're trying to figure out. I can't play too read to this. Isn't it? So just, I, I would say things like that, but also, you know, they've, a lot of coaches have been around and had to make some of the same decisions we've had to make. And um, even somebody like coach Woolbright, like we don't talk anything really football related is outside of, you know, jobs. And, and, and I talked to him before I took the Bowling Springs job and he was just like, coach, you know, one, your wife is is the end end all be all. Like you need to see kind of how she feels about things. Cause I was just like, coach, this this is a big job. Like I need to take it. He's like, yeah, but you need to talk to your wife too. And so just things like that that you know they've been through, they've lived through, and and they can kind of help you navigate. So you know we aren't bumping our heads as as much as uh, we do. And I think you know. Again, it, it takes a couple of those guys to be like, yeah, you know football, but it's different from knowing football to to actually coaching it and having to control it all. And and even now, like I was talking to Coach Hart because I'm like, Coach, we get Wednesdays every week from uh, January on where, you know, we're meeting defensively for an hour, hour and a half. Um, and I'm like, this what am I going to do with all this install time like and so just things like that where you know they've already been a part of and they've already kind of had their hand in things like that so it, it really helps you stay organized and just things that you know as coaches we don't think of especially young coaches we see the glitz and the glamour absolutely coach and I think coach Cromer with the the uh, second interview he had that phrase, you know, bridging the gap. And I think, you know, what you've said, what all these other coaches said, it's all about bridging the gap, right? Um, anything that can translate from them to us is awesome. And kind of like you said, Coach Lewis said it as well, just the wisdom you gain from being around older guys, you know what I mean? If you're not hard-headed, right? Everybody's a little hard-headed and think they know it all. But I think the guys on this list, you know, we didn't get here ourselves, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. nobody nobody got there by themselves. They learned it from somebody else. So just to have those experiences with those older guys. And, like, it, what kind of spoke to me, too, is you can call those guys up, right, and you still do call those guys up. I mean, guys, yeah. Coach Graham just said he played for what is almost a legendary coach at this point in South Carolina, and he can still call that guy up. Like, he didn't just say, oh, bump him, man. I'm – 26, I'm a young gun. I don't need to ask anybody, right? Um, no. That he, Coach probably had some some good phone conversations with some older guys when Coach Real offered him that job. So that's something that really spoke to me there. Um, Coach, let's go ahead and jump into our air it out. Uh, just a reminder for everybody, I'm doing this every episode. The 35 and under academy is something brand new to South Carolina. The Football Coaches Association is putting it on. We're trying to um, we're trying to catch up, you know. We're trying to catch up to states like Texas, um, Georgia. I know Georgia has like a um, like a thirty under thirty, and then you know nationally they have that thirty five under thirty five. So um, our coaches association is really stepping it up, and it's more or less a program. We call it an academy, but it's really just kind of a program 
um, annually. So this is the first class, the inaugural class that Coach Graham is in. So him and a lot of other big names, young names, young guns, whatever you want to call them, they will all get together on the Tuesday of the All Sports Clinic in South Carolina at Greenville. And Coach Willis and I will also be there kind of in the back, you know, just taking notes, loving life that we're a part of this. But essentially all it is is kind of some professional development for us from the coaching aspect. And these guys are going to be getting together, getting to network, um, getting to learn from coaches and ADs and principals and the whole deal. So we really just want to recognize these guys who are staying in this profession when we have a lot of people leaving. So Coach Graham is actually, you know, in that inaugural class. So just wanted to remind you guys what this is because we've had some people like, hey, like we've had some people DM us and be like, yo, what's this 35 and under thing? So we just want to make sure you guys are listening and paying attention here. So, Coach, my next one for our aired out is what are you personally hoping to gain out of the academy? Um, I think the biggest thing is 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 kind of that mentorship. And and like we talked about before, it's, it's, it's really just – getting around some guys that's, that's been around the game um, and, and you know, kind of listening to what they have to offer and not necessarily what they have to offer, but just what they're saying. And one of the biggest things that I try to do is, like, I try to be present in the moment. Um, and so, you know, if I'm around some of these mentors and even some of the guys, you know, on staff with us or, or you know, we go places and we're around other coaches, like I, I, I try not to be the guy that speaks. And, you know, I'm a bubbly guy. I like to talk to everyone. But, you know, when others start talking, I try to just hang back and just listen um, because I feel like I, I need to learn something. Like I'm so scared of not being in the know, not knowing how I can prepare my, my guys, my, my athletes to, to be the best that they can be. Um, and so that fear drives me. So when I'm around people like, my biggest thing is I want to listen. I want to hear what everybody has to say um, and, and, and try to, you know, see if it's something that I can use. Um, I, by no, by no thought process at all, think that I'm nowhere near the smartest in the room. Um, I joke with my staff all the time. Like, listen, y'all are the defensive coordinator. I'm not, I'm just, they just so happen to name me. Um, and, and we hired a guy this off season that's going to be great because he's been a defensive coordinator, been a, a, a long time defensive line coach. Um, and he's bringing a, a wealth of knowledge to our where, you know, we've, we got a lot of young guns in our room. You know, I think I'm 27. My, my safeties coach is 24. My corners coach is 28. My linebackers coach is 31. My DNs coach is 25. You know, all of us are, 31, 32 and under. Um, and so bringing him in and he's a, a seasoned veteran. He's been in the game for 20 some years. Um, you know, just the conversations we've had and he's kind of, he's sitting out with me like, all right, coach, like, what do you think about, you know, if offenses are doing this? And I'm like, what do you think coach? Like, I know what we would normally do, but I want, I want to see what, you know, what you would do just because I, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the room and I'll never pretend like it. I don't, I'm not the last guy with the pen. I'm just going to tell you, hey, we're playing base. So, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, we can get around some of these guys and really, you know, hear the things that they're talking about and things that really make a difference. Um, and, and I'm excited because, like I said, I, I, I like to listen. I'm a football guy. I coach other sports, and it's nothing against any of my track people, my track kids, nothing like that. But I'm a football guy. And me and my D, my DB coach was laughing at me because he uh he teaches PE with me and we have a joint class and you know in between time I'm it's track season full on track season and I think we had a meet one day and I'm sitting there looking at film and taking notes and he's like coach we got a track meet today and I'm like yeah but we got football coming up too like we gotta go we gotta be ready and so like I I just love being around people and and listening and trying to learn so, so back here um we are in the air it out segment uh you know if you're listening uh, and you don't hear everything we just talked about apologize we may have had a little bit of technical difficulties um uh, but we're rolling right through it so uh we got coach graham here 
we're talking the aired out segment. So just talked about what he wanted to gain from the, the 35 and under Academy moving on to the next thing. So this is kind of a tough one. Um, it's tough for all the guys cause it's hard to like talk about yourself, but if, if you coach could hang your hat on being the best at one aspect of coaching, what would that be for you? Um, cliche. Um, but I would say relationships also. I try to be, you know, the fun guy for as much as I can because I'm also, you know, the other guy. Uh, uh, I don't want to say a lot, but, you know, I have high expectations. And, and, and I think that as a staff, you know, we, we all have high expectations. So, you know, we try to make sure that we, we, we balance the things out. And Coach Real does a good job at trying to um, – you know, keep us level-headed and keep us, you know, not necessarily in check, but keep us, you know, thinking about everything. Um, and and he does little things throughout the year, like uh, on max day, after max day, um, during our deload week in the weight room, um, we had like a breakfast where we cooked the kids, pancakes, bacon and eggs, and they brought their PlayStations. Um, but I've also done, we also do a lot of different things defensively, you know, the cliche stuff like the turnover chains and stuff like that. Um, we do the different things like that, but also just trying to get to know the kids. Um, and, you know, un not unfortunately, but the way the world is going now is through social media. Um, and so one of the things that I do is I try to follow um, all of my at least defensive players on social media, you know, Instagram and things like that, because one, I can kind of keep an eye on them and, and, and see you know, kind of what they're doing outside of school. Um, but I also, it allows me to kind of see the things that they like. It gives me a, a little view inside their life. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm, I, I love shoes. I have a million shoes. It's ridiculous. We've moved a couple of times and, and with us moving, I'm like, I'm getting rid of all of these shoes. But, um, you know, so I might pick up, hey, this kid bought the new Jordans that came out two weeks ago. I saw him in a picture on Instagram. And so, you know, it might be little jokes where I'm like, hey, I got the 2009 version. I know you got the 2023, but I got the 09s, the, the originals. And just stuff like that. Um, it was also something that was trending on Twitter um, a while back from a coach out, out west. Um, he had a Instagram page for his uh, defense. And he put their installs um, and like he showed clips of maybe college positions or, you know, NFL where they're doing the things that um, that they do defensively or offensively, you know, and post it so the kids could see it. And, you know, going into the season, he does the weekly installs, the, the position tips, um, the things like that. And so, you know, I, at first I was a little like, hmm. I don't know what if people see it, what if people, you know, try to steal your playbook or whatever, because, you know, the world we live in now. But I kind of swallowed it and was like, you know what, if 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 it gives our kids a little extra push, if I know we know they're going to have their phones in their hands most of the time, then I'm going to try to utilize everything I can to to, to gain that. Um, edge and so you know that's something we started and started out I didn't know how the kids were gonna uh, be um, uh, how receptive they'd be to it and so you know I, I just go in the meeting and, and I try to speak openly and I went in our team defensive team meeting and was like hey what do you guys think about having an Instagram for and by the time I could say four hour they're always like yes let's do it I didn't even get to finish saying like what the plan was. And then I started telling them the plan and like our kids aren't allowed to have their phones um, in the weight room, in the film room, they leave it in the locker room. And so they went down to the locker room after we were done and I hadn't even had the Instagram set up yet, honestly. And I was walking back up cause I had to go to uh, my office and then go to the classroom or go to the gym. And I probably had 15 texts like, coach, what's the Instagram name? And I'm like, uh, give me a minute. And so I sent it out the next day and we post, like my DB coaches send me little things that he's seen, screen recorded, 
we'll post it on the story or post it in post and the kids have been eating it up and they and then I use it as like the remind app and so I'm like you know to this week is like hey we're working on these things so go check huddle I shared it with all of you go check huddle so that you can be ready for tomorrow and it's been absolutely great for us I got it figured out to, to have a private and so that was kind of cool too the kids helped me set that up but just little things like that where it takes a little more time for us as coaches but to me if the kids want it and they buy into it let's go I'm all for it and so I try to build those relationships and and obviously with me being a little younger you know I can find little things within you know music and all those things that for us is whatever's we might think of it as stupid things but to them it's the world and even coaching track coaching track keeps you up because like these girls they be like coach you got to come do this TikTok with me and I got right now I got to do a TikTok because I promised the girls that if the four by one made states then I do a TikTok and I'll be dog if they make states so I mean just little stuff like that goes a long way so yeah, coach. And, and honestly, man, like, and like you said it before, like people think it's like cliche and everything about building relationships, but honestly, like that's what makes a difference. Honestly, like if you go in with a kid or a group of kids and you try to invest in their lives other than just, Oh, making plays on the field, those, those kids are more inclined to go out and actually like play their heart out. Like it's just about giving effort and stuff like that. But you know, if you invest some time in them personally, you're going, you're going to see the difference on the field, man. So, like, that's a lot of the stuff you're doing is awesome, man. I, I just – that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. We ask them for effort. So, you know, we got to have effort too. And I'm that guy. Like, we got kids that play basketball, and I'm the borderline out-of-control fan. And and because I work at the school, I stand on the baseline. And and this is so funny. And the basketball coach like, we could just pull you up a chair. And I'm like, no. I might get you a text. Let me stay on the side. Let me stay on the baseline. But the kids love it. And there it's so funny where I stand that is right across from the student section. So all the football players are yelling at me like, coach, start this chant. And I'm like, I'm on the other side of the gym, dog. And and so it's 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 so funny. But I mean, they eat it up and that's what I gotta do to get them to get in their pursuit lane and get them to the ball, then whatever, I'll do it. Awesome. Awesome, Coach. I love it. Love it. Going to steal some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and let's roll into it. We have our overtime section. So this is something where we throw into our guests. We kind of throw the mic back at them. I believe Coach Graham has something for us. He's got a good question for us. Uh, Coach, you want to go ahead with that? Yes, sir. Um, so I guess my question, and it's something I try to ask a lot of coaches just because, like I said, I want to learn from everybody what's probably what's one of the biggest things that you've either learned or that you kind of found success through as far as it could be football wise it could be you know building relationships or it could just be you know dealing with trying to manage you know being a family man and and doing those things or or while being a football coach and and just stuff like that uh, Coach Willis, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I, I mean, I can. I mean, sure. <clears throat> I mean, you know, obviously, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned, you know, in my short short time is the willing. You have to be willing to adapt a little bit, uh, you know, because you know you, you grow up and you're taught things, like your coaches teach you things, and you think that's the only <laughs> way. Okay, well, it's like, well, when I'm when I'm coaching, I'm I'm teaching the same exact way. Well, then you you know you get a new job and you you work under a coach. Well, then they teach it a certain way. It's like, well, that's the only way I'm gonna do that. Well, then you you know if you move around a little bit and and you start to grow as a coach, um, you know I think it's important to be willing to adapt. Uh, and, and like for for myself and and Coach Fields and I had a conversation the other day. You know, uh, you know I'm having a chance to to be a coordinator again and. I had a moment the other day where in practice I was like, well, I want it this way. I want it this way. Well, then one of my assistant coaches was like, well, the only reason we did it this way is because of this. And I was like, well, you know what? You're that position coach. Like, 
as long as you can like talk to me and, and convince me that it's like it still fits within within what I'm trying to do, I need to let you have some reign and coach those guys. So, you know, the biggest thing I'm I'm a very control oriented person. Like I wanna I wanna control everything. And yeah. so it's been tough for me to kind of step back and like, all right, let me let my coaches coach a little bit and let me let you know adapt my let my my thoughts and my you know my philosophy and things like that. So you know, as I've as I've gotten older, you know, you can take things that you've learned from when you played, you know, and use it in your in your system. You can take things from people that you've learned from as far as that they coached you or they were a head coach for you. You can take what they believed in and you can kind of use it too. So you can take all kinds of stuff that you you know learn along the way and twist it into your own like kind of deal. So uh, that, that, to me, that's the biggest thing is you got to be willing to adapt. You know, again. 20 years ago, the game was different, you know, than it is now. So if you're not adapting to what the game is now, then you're going to get left behind. So that's kind of the biggest thing for me. Keep it short and sweet, just trying to adapt and and move forward and and get better each year. Coach Fields? Yeah, so mine's kind of – I guess I have two little things to speak on. Um, and like Coach Willis said, we're, we're kind of in a new experience right now. Coach Willis and I were at the same school, but we're not currently teaching there yet. We will in the fall. Um, we're jumping back into that coordinator role. Um, we've had some you know previous stops before. But the biggest thing that I want to kind of say to younger coaches is you can – don't be afraid to coach kids hard. And coaching kids hard doesn't mean military, yell, scream, cuss. That's not what that means. Um, it, it means hold them accountable, right? Like, and don't be afraid to hold your number one leader accountable. Uh, being younger, it's kind of easy for those kids to gravitate towards you. Like, uh, I feel like the kids, you know, at our new program at Hanahan, they're kind of gravitating defensively towards me, which they should be as I am the DC, but you can't be afraid to get all over all of them. You know what I mean? Um, hold the accountability high, especially if you're a young coach and you're maybe you're just in charge of a position. Um, every head coach is going to sit there and tell you, be the head coach of your position. We'll do that. <clears throat> you know, if it's your first year there and you feel confident, don't be scared to jump all over that senior's tail if he's doing something wrong. You know, uh, I think that's something that as young guys, you kind of get not scared, but you're like, man, I'm the young guy. I don't really want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I won't jump over. You got to. You got to set the standard now. You know what I mean? And the other things, just kind of about football and about life, is uh, moderation is the key to life. I don't think people understand that. And there are some very successful football coaches and business owners and stuff like that. And I mean, we could name them. Um, and you you hear about them or you see them, and, and they're obsessed with the game, man. It's like MJ, right? Like MJ's absolutely borderline obsessed with being the best basketball player in the world, and he was. But is it worth it for you? And I'll just be honest with you, it, it's not for me. I had a conversation with uh, a good buddy of mine last Friday, Coach, and we were just both like, man, it's not worth it to be completely obsessed with it. That doesn't mean to be slack about it, but I think as a young guy it's easy to fall in the trap, right? Like – I'm going to learn every single scheme, every single this. I'm going to be at every single meeting. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay so late. I'm going to do all the things. And you do need to stay late and, and grind a little bit, but moderation is the key to life. You know, people For don't sure. understand that. It, it's toeing the line, right? If you can just tow that line, you're good to go. You know what I mean? But the second you start curving, you know, the, the wrong way, the right way, the being obsessed with it, it's like, man, there's more to life than ball. Um, you know, it's funny to say on a football-related, you know, coaching podcast, but there's more than life to it. Like Coach Graham talked about, you know, with Coach Woolbright saying, hey, bro, it's your wife when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? Um, moderation's the key. So that's that's what I got for you, Coach. Yeah, and that's something that I've kind that I'm kind of going through right now. You know, I've I've coached football and track, you know, four or five years, and so now. It's getting to that place where you know I've been married for uh, going uh, almost a year, and and we're getting to that place where my wife's like, you know, it's time for some babies, and so it's kind of, you know, I got to make some decisions here and, and and try to figure out, you know, what my, what my 
not necessarily the work schedule, but what my future looks like as far as coaching multiple sports and, and, and really trying to figure it out. And one of the biggest things that I've tried to do, um, especially since I left Charlotte, because when I was in Charlotte, you know, we were dating, but we were in separate cities three hours away. I tried to – then I was all football because it was just me. But now, you know, we're together. I try, try to, you know, put put my phone down and because I'm on football Twitter. I'm she's like, you're on Twitter. I'm like, it's football Twitter though. Like I'm looking at football stuff. And so I try to put my phone on, do not disturb, and 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 really try to that time I'm home. Like if I'm home, I'm not you know, watching film. But now if I'm, you know, if I'm at work, pick up my computer, you know. It's football stuff on my computer. But if I'm at home, I try to be at home. Um, so I, I, I fully agree with what you're saying. Hey, Coach, real quick, I got a question for you. Um, so I'm kind of – my wife and I have been married for two years, going on three years now. Is mm-hmm. there a defense that you have to keep your wife from talking about babies? I just want to know, like – it's like <laughs> mine's going through that too, so. <laughs> I can give you the defense, but it's not the, not the right – it's not the right answer, that's for sure. It's, you, you, it's don't have a, you don't have a scheme or a blitz dialed up for that? Nah, it's, it's, it's the opposite of what Coach Phil said. You just make sure you stay at the facility till about 8 o'clock. There you go. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. So we've, we really, we really just talked about this, but I want to um, just kind of quickly wrap this thing up, Coach. We've been asking everybody this. So if you've got one piece of advice for aspiring young coaches, no matter the sport, you know, what would that be, Coach? Um, probably the biggest thing, uh, would definitely be get some, get mentors, get people that you trust that you can, you know, you can talk openly to. Um, and, and I feel like, especially those guys that I named, um, I mean, I can talk to them about anything and, and I mean, it's coach real. Like I said, we've had some conversations that I'm sure were uncomfortable for both of us. Um, but you know, we sat there, we were locked. I like to say locked in, we were locked in. We were, you know, we were talking about the things and, and I think that's you know where it needs to be. But I think number one would definitely be get somebody that can really, you know, help you. And it might not be one person. Like I have different people that I call for different things. Um, and then probably the other thing would be, it's not about what you know. It's about what the kids know and believe. Because um, if if we can know all these different coverages and, you know, we can know how to stop four verts and we can know how to attack cover four or cover three, all these different things. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if our kids aren't understanding the, what we're trying to do or they're not believing in it. And I think um, – for a while here where I'm at, you know, the the first month to month and a half um, of the summer, you know, it's really just trying to get the kids to to trust me here. And and once we kind of got through that part, it was like a totally, totally different kids. And, and, and they really, you know, kind of went with, if I said this is what it was going to be, that that's what they did. And it wasn't because, you know, I was trying to, you know, lay down the law or anything like that. They just believed what I said. And and there's times where I shock myself where I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was just throwing something in the wind and seeing what happened. But, you know, as long as um, you have the kids believing and, and you understand that we can know everything, but it's not about what we know, I think your coaching career will continue to advance. Um, and, and one thing I try to do is I, I am – a big guy. I, I, I'm when when you come around, you'll know. Especially you come around the football field, and and we're practicing, you'll know I'm there. Um, I'm fortunate enough. I don't coach a position, um, so I get the bounce. I get the. I'm with the DBs in these periods. I'm with the linebackers in these periods. I'm with the D line and and other periods, and so I, I get to go around. Um, but I am scared. I'm telling you, no lie. I'm scared of getting beat. I'm scared of getting out coached. I'm scared of all of these things. And so with that being said, I'm always searching to try to figure out, you know, 
not necessarily new things I can do, but how I can better prepare my kids. Um, and if it's adding new things, now I'm vetting that new thing I'm adding to see if it fits what we do. And if it does, um, how can I keep everything the same for the kids where they don't have to think about it? They just have to do it. Um, and so, you know, I would say those things. And, and if you do that and you work hard, man, the sky's the limit. Great points, coach. Great points. I mean, summed it up right there. That There's a deal. There's your advice. If you're looking for one thing, there it is. All right, we hit it right there on that overtime. So, coach, we want to get you out of here. Um, I know it's pretty late. You've got spring ball still going on. We do as well. And we just want to say again, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being flexible. And we're just excited to get around you guys for that all sports clinic. Um, we are graciously invited, so we'll be kind of in the back of the room just taking notes. And, you know, we hope to do a little um, – maybe a little roundtable with some of you guys that could stick around after and maybe talk some ball and get some episodes out of it. You know what I mean? Definitely. I'd love to. Coach Willis, you got anything else for us? Nah, I was just going to reiterate, man, like, thanks, Coach Graham. We appreciate you, man. Um, you know, I, I'm an upstate guy. You know, I, was, I grew up there. So, you're up in my kind of territory now and – you know, uh, coaching with Jay guests makes you tell him I said hello. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and just good luck to you guys, man. We'll be pulling for you guys for real. Likewise, man. I appreciate it. All right. That's all we've got for today's episode of the YCA Podcast. Thanks for listening, and make sure you go to Spotify and hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter at YCA underscore podcast. Follow, like, retweet, and share the YCA podcast, and feel free to send questions or content ideas you'd like to be covered in the future. Thanks again for listening. This is Cam Willis signing off. Until next time, see you.